Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode four of The Sovereign Voice with Gabby Fox. Uh, I have Jenny, one of my very good friends, here with me today. And I'm super excited about this episode because obviously, you know, she's a good friend of mine and she just has such an interesting, um, you know, viewpoint and sort of sphere of knowledge that I want her to share with all of you. So thanks, Jenny, for joining me. Oh, thank you, Gabby, so much for having me. Uh, This is exciting. We've been friends for a while and we've always talked about, uh, you know, collaborating a little bit and she's got this awesome platform going and she, you're just so diligent and like you guys, literally, I don't know another person that puts literally all of it into, uh, into their platform. And like, she really cares about this. So I don't know. I feel like I want to talk to your people about you, but I also don't want to talk about you as if you're not right here. No, you're (laughs) fine. So, um, tell everybody kind of like what your background is and what you do and what you're about a little bit. Okay, cool. So in a nutshell, um, I'm a government brat. So I was born into what some would consider, and I do consider uh, a deep state family, all right, here, catchphrase, keep, makes people uncomfortable, but um, my father works for various intelligence agencies, and unfortunately, he is on um, the other side of things, okay, so I was afforded this very interesting um, uh, perspective from a young age, because I was born into essentially the other side of things, and got to see Uh, the psychology, the inner workings, you know, he was in the State Department, but specifically the Foreign Service. So I did get to grow up overseas. I went to school um, in Rome, and we had to go to the Vatican all the time. So like, I, you know, that kind of energy, like, never liked it. I always knew that there was something profoundly off about Vatican City and the Pope and just that whole morphic reality. So basically I grew up, I had three children. Um, I became a tarot card reader by trade. That is my profession. I uh, decode, divine, predict uh, world events, the global economy, cryptocurrency, uh, exopolitics, all using this language that I familiarized myself with the language of tarot, which is, it's a combination of numerology, alchemy, astrology, and astrotheology. And it's through this system that we are actually able to generate uh, very accurate uh, reads of what's going on and then possibly of things to come. So Gabby Fox and myself might seem like an unlikely matchup, but I think that opposites really do attract. And you know, her worldview, as you guys know, she is very Christian and that is her sphere of experience and her perspective on the world. And I consider myself a pagan. I acknowledge uh, spirits of nature. Some may call them gods and goddesses. And those are the energies that I work with. And yet Gabby and I seem to come to 100% of the same conclusions about what's going on in the world right now. And also just the concept of a higher power, source consciousness and love, um, all things rooted back into love. So um, yeah, so Gav and I, you know, we've been 
fighting the system to the best of our uh, individual abilities. And um, that's how we've bonded and, and here we are. Yeah, and it's funny because um, Jenny's like a pagan for Jesus. Like we've talked <laughs> yeah. about it, like she loves, she loves Jesus. And um, yeah. I think the reason why I find our friendship so cool and just like something that I like explaining to people is, you know, you operate in a very light space, meaning you're not in see when people hear the word like pagan, they're like, Oh, it's like a cult or something. And it's like, no, there's, there's occultists that are in all different religions. They're in Satanism, obviously they're in paganism. They're in uh, Catholicism. They're in even uh, Zionism, Ju Judaism yes. mixture. And occultists find their way into every organized religion or, or sect. And so I think that if you, if the way that I always explain it is, you know, we both operate in the light and want to sh bring more light and more exposure and more love into a space and into our relationships with other people. And it has nothing to do with any sort of, you know, what you are about has nothing to do with any sort of weird rituals or things like that. You're more you know, into enlightenment and, you know, helping people to see their own light and what their path is, uh, sure. with what you do. And if I could just expound on that. So, and I really, I want to be the most like authentic, genuine representation. Uh, really, I can only represent myself, but so when you say ritual, so I do have some semblance of ritual and I think everybody does like prayer, you know, you wake up in the morning, you brew your coffee, you sit in your chair, in your space, and you have your thoughts. I consider that a form of ritual. Um, it really is. It's something you do every day. It's how you converse with, you know, your source, your God consciousness. Um, so I do partake in ritual. I just want to be very specific. Satanic ritual or some kind of ritual where the, the, um, the body, the vessel, is attempting to interact or interface with a being, an entity, a deity that is outside of themselves. And the nature of that connection is transactional in the sense that I give that deity something, it gives me something back. I don't do that. Um, and so, and another thing I would say is that the word occult, um, it really just means things that are hidden. I know occultists personally that have familiarized themselves very intimately with the language of what you and I would call the cabal, the, the dark sorcerers, the, the new world order. Mm -hmm. And it is, it has been, it has proven to be profoundly important that occultists or that some occultists that believe it or not, there are benevolent occultists. They find out this language. They learn this language. They're able to decipher the cross communications taking place between these orders, these brotherhoods, these sororities, these, these inner workings, they communicate to each other through symbolism. Now, what a good occultist will do is decipher, understand, decipher, translate uh, those languages and explain those to the average person that does not understand because this information has been hoarded from us. Mm -hmm. Astrology, alchemy, numerology, these things are not 
inherently evil or dark or bad. They have been kept secret from everybody so that they can only be used for bad by a very small group of people. So as you know, these occultists are doing their work out there, it really shows you how human choice, free will comes into play. Because you could use that information to hoard power, to keep information, to try to control people around you. Or you can use it like how what we're trying to do and expose all of that and make that common knowledge so that people understand what they're working with, what they're up against. We're talking about ancient death cults that communicate with each other through these cryptic symbols that really everybody can understand. It's not that complicated once you look under the surface. Yeah. And like if uh, to keep it like more cut and dry for people who are, you know, like sort of freaked out about the whole symbolism thing and the occult thing, it's like, okay, have you seen the literally thousands, probably millions of pictures out there of uh, Hollywood celebs and they all throw up these same little gang sign symbolism and they all do the one eye thing and they all do all of that. And then there's all this weird symbolism like in our money and on our buildings and things like that. That's what we're referring to. And that's how they communicate with each other. And you would think like, oh, I'm walking up to a school like, oh, that's a cool statue or oh, that's a cool little design or something. And you don't think anything of it because you're not versed in their symbolism you don't know what that symbol means and you're just like i'm gonna go to school here cool like and you just go and or it's right. the post office or it's whatever building uh, yet the people who who designed that building and who built that building um they not necessarily the workers but the people who who paid for it and designed it they had a very purposeful uh, meaning behind using that symbol um, or that statue or that whatever the case may be. Um, and knowing is almost like it's a little bit of a burden because uh, when I started really diving into, you know, the rabbit hole, like, I don't know, four or five years ago, and even more so recently, uh, knowing that information and, and knowing what the symbols look like, and then being out and about like grabbing a coffee or walking my dog or visiting a new city and then seeing it on regular buildings in the middle of, you know, neighborhoods where there's families living and knowing what it means, it's fucked up. I mean, so it's, it's not for everyone. I would, I would say like going down, going down the rabbit hole fully and, and really trying to understand the symbolism is not for everyone. It's kind of heavy. And I think that's why a lot of particularly Christians, you know, they do this and they stay in their bubble and they think about, you know, church and they think about tithing and they think about their family and they think about going to work and building their businesses and they don't, they, they shut it out. They live in their bubble and that can only work for so long, which is what we're seeing now. Right. So, you know, because, uh, you have kids that, we've ignored things for so long and just gone about our life and lived comfortably and done, you know, the, the, the typical hamster wheel thing, work, school, sleep, work, school, sleep, that now we're, we're drowning a bit. We're in a scary position and we've let things go for, yeah, we've let the, right. Boiled frogs. Uh, we've let things go too far and now we're going to have to not be docile anymore and be a bit more 
I, I dare say aggressive, assertive in, in turning this around. Yeah. So how has it been? So this is one of the things I wanted to talk to you about today because I don't have kids yet. How has it been as far as knowing everything, you know, which, you know, a lot more than, than some, uh, how has it been as far as feelings that you've had, like sending, you know, your kids to school, what they're experiencing, what they're coming home and telling you is happening. So I, I am such a blessed person because, uh, the fathers of my, I have three children and then there's two fathers. Luckily, um, the fathers and I are all aligned, um, on our anti-vaccine, anti-NWO, pro-human sovereignty, pro-choice, um, uh, worldview. So I have not had to contend with, uh, having to co-parent with someone who is completely tethered to the parasitic matrix infrastructure. Thank goodness for that. I am grateful every day for that. Now, um, with all of that, my children have, as a result of, of their parenting, they have a, a much stronger immunity to propaganda and also to psychic weapons. And I've noticed it. And, and again, I'm so thankful. I'm just a blessed person because they don't tolerate, like my eldest, he won't wear the mask. Like he, he will not put it on. And yeah you know, it just won't happen. And Luna, uh, my daughter, you know, she's out here saying, well, my mom said, I don't have to wear it. So I'm not going to wear it. Cause my mom said, I don't have to. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So, uh, by the way, Jenny's daughter is like a little mini me. Um, and <laughs> a mini Gabby, not a mini me. Right. She's a mini Gabby. Yeah, somehow. She's, she's amazing. She reminds me so much of me when I was a kid that it's kind of weird. So yeah. Proud godmother. Oh, big vibes. time. Gabby, Gabby and my daughter have a very powerful bond and, um, they, they're just very special to each other. And, uh, it's been really, it has been concerning because it's such a stark difference from like when I was in school and we had, like, we could all be together and like people were still exposed to germs and we we're still drinking out of the hose and the same water fountain we're coughing all over everybody you know so it's hard to to look at this these young generations these kiddos and feel a sense of like deep guilt i'm like i can't believe i can't believe that this is what i've brought them into not that, that they have to live through yeah and and you know, the, the cycle, I think that the real problem isn't what the kids are going through right at this very moment. It's going to be the fallout and the intergenerational scarring that has occurred from what is absolutely fear-based mind control. And to muzzle a child between the ages, of, I mean, they're muzzling three-year-olds on airplanes, but it's the psychological long-term impact that, that fear-based mind control is going to have. It has a, it has a fundamentally fragmenting uh, effect on the psyche of a child. And it just makes them so much easier to control later on in, in life. And so as a mom, I'm just more convinced, I, I'm uh, concerned about the epigenetic scarring and then, you know, working with that, detoxing that, 
nobody's been vaccinated, thankfully. Actually, my first son was vaccine injured because I was 19 and didn't know any better. And they told me, if you don't do this, you're a bad mom. And then I did it and terrible things happened. And they were like, well, you're still a bad mom. You know, so there's just no winning against the medical mafia other than to learn your lessons, like do your research, learn, you know, if you have to, if it's a harder and lesson, then share that harder and lesson with other people. So they don't have to make the same mistake. That's a huge thing. I was just watching a video. I'm going to post, uh, I'm actually going to post it today. It was a, um, believe it or not, it's a priest monk. So I don't know if anyone knows what that is. I didn't know what it was until yesterday. It's a priest in seclusion. Aha, uh-huh. I like that. Uh, yeah. So he was uh, giving some testimonial and confessional of from two other um, priest monks. And it's a very interesting video. And I think, I mean, I had to pause it like three times because I literally was full blown. Like it was heavy. <laughs> um, it was heavy, but very, very powerful, very good, very moving. Um, anyway his point was at the end of this video, which I'm going to post for everyone to see was that one of the priests that came forward that he was, you know, telling his testimonial, he said, the reason why he was given grace after he took the thing is because he acknowledged that he had made a mistake. He repented. He cried for 40 days straight. 40 days weird and finally felt the grace of God again. And he came and told his story, you know, unfearfully and warned as many and is warning as many people as he can. And he said, uh, this priest was saying at the end, the lukewarm Christians actually hurt Christianity so much more than people who are just cold, you know, like atheists, because, you're not standing for anything. You're allowing fear, which Christians should never fear death because we don't actually ever die. We're just in a chapter here and you should never fear death. You should actually welcome it. If you're living a righteous life at the end, you should welcome right. it because you want to join with, with God. Um, and he was saying that they need that everyone that, that has made a mistake And that, or anyone that knows what's truly going on, it is absolutely your duty. And you are actually siding with the enemy if you stay silent during this period of just massive um, manipulation and sin. And that it's, it's, it's important for everyone to be very strongly opposed and to say something. You know, like you said, when you make a mistake, talk about it so that you can save other people the pain yeah from hurting themselves or or their family yeah so testify you gotta testify you gotta yeah. testify that's so it's so wild because um there i don't know if we we're if we're ready to get into it but you were saying a bunch of things earlier and i like i was like oh my god there it is there it is um but just in ter- like with the symbolism, again, you mentioned that and I'm going to do it just because I want everyone to know what I'm talking about, but we see them do this a lot. Right. And, um, the, the three, so there's like a whole six, 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 whatever that is like rudimentary, like low level nine 11 was an inside job, like base conspiracy theory stuff. 
But just today, when we're talking about this parasite thing, the parasite has one, uh, it's a one-eyed life form, right? One-eyed. And then the three, there are prongs associated with parasites, like how they get in, right? And so I felt that, and then the capstone, the eye, all of these things for me, sim symbolic symbolically, they point, they, they imply that there must be an entry point and that that entry point is the portal through which human consciousness can be gained access to and then theoretically overridden. If the spirit is not in alignment with source consciousness, it, it lends itself to corruption. It lends itself to be overtaken or possessed by this, um, this infesting force. So I don't know if you want to just jump right into that. I mean, yeah. So yesterday I, um, found a document that I would call it a research paper, right? Jenny. Yeah. So yeah. it's a research paper. It's very detailed. Um, the, the first section of it or the first few pages is very medically just in a box, you know, they're just sticking with, this is what a parasite is. This is what they do. This is what they cause. This is what, you know, this means, and this is what causes that, et cetera. Then it goes into a little more deep, dark places and rabbit holes and, and, and uh, occult connections. But we'll yeah. stick with the, the, the beginning part because I think that's the easiest and most important, honestly, for right now, for people to understand. Relevant. Yes. So it's, it's very interesting, and I think everyone can agree on this. Why is it that we are the only mammals that are not dewormed regularly. Why is that? That's weird, right? Because cats are, dogs are, cattle are, so are horses and they're all mammals. Um, and, and, uh, you know, some might argue, well, you know, horses and cattle, they, they eat from the ground and the worms and the blah, blah, blah. Well, what about cats and dogs? There's many cats that live indoors. I mean, they've been domesticated. Why do they have to be warm? Well, once you start going down this, this path, then you have to ask yourself another question. Why is it that um, in this recent illness that has plagued the world that they're trying to jab everyone for, why is it that uh, an anti-parasitic, well, two anti-parasitic drugs, HCQ and, and IVM, ivermectin, why do they knock it right out? That's, that's, that's valid. That's a valid question. That's not, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even in the first level of conspiracy there. That's just common sense. Okay. So then we started looking into this document more and it explained with a lot of different charts and screenshots from studies and, and different things like that, that a lot of disease comes from parasites, almost most, most. Parasites and, and or candida which is the built, which is a type of like fungus inside the body. Fungus. Right, right, right. Fungus and, and parasites. Right. So we'll focus on parasites for now because they're, they're the dirtiest. They, yes. they literally are the dirtiest things. And it's also interesting that they attacked Trump so hard when he yeah. said that about HCQ, because shortly after he came out about HCQ, a few articles came out and said, oh, did, did you guys know that HCQ is also really good against the other C word? <sighs> cancer. Yeah. Well, 
They can't make billions and billions of dollars off people through chemo if they're taking three dollar. Just guessing three dollar ivermectin or um, hydroxychloroquine. They can't. So why would they want people to know that? The answer is they don't. The hardest pill for most people to swallow, and they knew this, and that's why they went. They there's a million different ways to skin a cat. Can we agree? And to take over a civilization. There's a few different ways you could do it, but what's the easiest way without having to go to war and shed blood and everything medical. medical, who do most people trust more than anyone, their doctor. So if they indoctrinate the doctors and teach them what they want them to know and not true healing or true cures, and then they release this thing, which we know it was released now, like no one can really argue that like Fouch did the thing that what's the, I mean, this is the easiest way to subvert all of us, to, to get all of us hooked on their, their shit, you know, they're, they want perpetual customers and they want to reduce population because supposedly climate change and humans are killing our carbon and all of that, which is ridiculous. I mean, it's honestly ridiculous. Um, it has nothing. I mean, the ice, remember the ice age, how did, how did all the ice melt? Did we have cars and humans and ca- carbon then? Right. Everything is in cycles. Everything is in cycles and they're just the using. The sun goes through cycles. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they're just, it's a, it's a big grab. It's a power grab, right? Yes. That's, that's what it So the point like. was that, that um, once you get <laughs> into this document, which I posted on my social medias is that it causes a lot of diseases and that a ton of disease could be eradicated from human beings if we get these little bastards out of our bodies and that, yes. so that's what I'm, I'm, I mean, I've ordered my stuff. I've actually ordered uh fenbendazole. So fenbendazole is a real interesting one, Jenny. I don't know if you've heard of it, but I've been talking about fenbendazole for, for cancer for a while, because I read several medical articles about it. I don't know, like a year or two ago. And my good friend, Roger Stone, who we both know, uh, his wife, unfortunately, she thought she was high risk. And so she took the sharp thing. And, um, a couple months later, she was diagnosed with stage three. Um, yeah. Which is, is actually very, it's, it's a common thing, I guess, with this, yeah. with this thing, well, it's happening what, to a lot of people. Whatever is in the jab will absolutely, it was designed. Anything to dormant, you. anything dormant will replicate rapidly. Yeah. So it's, it's very scary. So anyways, I recommended, you know, as soon as he told me what she was going through, I said, check this stuff out and ask, you know, cause she's got a lot of holistic and naturopath doctors working with her. Thank yeah. goodness. And I said, check this stuff out. It's, it's proven very effective against, uh, I don't know if all forms, but, but a lot of forms of cancer. And so I'm getting some of it, even though it doesn't come really, uh, you have to go to a doctor to get like the human form. I don't really care what form it is. And then I got another, uh, cleanse that I'm going to send you so you can, so you and Luna and maybe your boys can do it. But I found this chick on TikTok, and she's like the parasite lady. I mean, like the parasite cleanse lady, she is freaking amazing. And she has so many, uh, testimonials and they're nuts. What's her name? Um, her handle is the wooden gypsy Hmm. and she has an Instagram too. But as okay. soon as you click on her link on her Instagram or her TikTok, you can see the very top thing. It's like her, her cleanse. 
the testimonial that, and this is, mind you, 24 hours before I found that article yesterday, talk about divine intervention. I found that crazy document article yesterday, right? And sent it to you and, and posted it for everyone. 24 hours before that, I saw this crazy testimonial on the Wooden Gypsies page about a, a chick that took her, her supplement that does the cleanse. She passed what looked like three pounds and she's, and people were asking her, how did you not pass? Like, I would have passed out. I like looking at it. I would have, I would have hit the floor. And she said, honestly, I started crying. And the only thing, that, and the only reason I didn't pass out is because I was just thinking of how happy I was. Right. Was that they're gone. Yeah. I was like, Oh, so anyway. Yeah. Um, and then I read that document yesterday and I was like, wow. Excuse me. Bless you. Um, yeah, it's all. I've done a pair. All divinely connected. Before. Oh, you have it all. I have. I have. I did. I a couple of years ago. There's a woman that I would refer everybody to look at uh, her material as well. There's a lot of people out there that have. They been know what's on. up. They know what's going on. They are absolutely ostracized. They are sent into exile. They are bankrupted. They are interfered with. They are everything that you could that they could throw at these healers these genuine healers that figured out that this was it came down to parasites man it came down to candida growing the candida facilitating the candida in your body that's how you feed the cancer that's how you get sick and that is how you tether an entire unwashed uninitiated surface population to a parasitic matrix infrastructure these parasites have managed to infiltrate uh through influence um, on every level of society, mm -hmm. they preserve themselves. That is how they have made it this far is it's self-preservation. So right. there's yeah, a woman, they, they like everything that they push on us to eat, to ingest. Let me just feed the parasites. Here. Alcohol, yeah. worst, the, the worst. worst thing ever. Like every time I stop drinking for a long period of time, I feel like, I feel like a different person. Yeah. I mean that and sugar. Yeah. Now, sugar, for sure. am I ever going to stop eating chocolate chip cookies? Probably not, but I do everything like in small moderation. And it's not that, that fake. Um, it's like, I try to do everything organic if I can, right. but, but yeah, the sugar and the acidic body, uh, chemistry and the alcohol. Whereas yeah. if you get your body eating more fats, they, they convinced everyone that fat gives yeah. you cholesterol and heart heart disease, that's that's false it you know what false. actually causes heart disease and heart attacks parasites <laughs> parasites and and guess what feeds it you. not fat they not you know fat. that parasites can't live on fat i believe it i really no. do only sugar. There's something it's sugar it's sugar and it's just crap right so there's a woman named dr jennifer daniels okay and she was sent into exile she now has to heal people remotely from Panama because they pushed her out of the country. And her protocol is turpentine. Now nobody freak out because I am not talking about turpentine that you get from Lowe's that it's not paint thinner. Okay. That's, that's like a, a version that's been processed and mixed with other chemicals. And you don't, I'm not talking about paint thinner. Turpentine is 100% gum spirits of the pine tree, resin from the pine tree. And so there's something in this compound, this resin from this pine tree that when it touches human skin, it emit or animals or mammals, 
it emits an electric impulse through that system. And it signals to the parasites that they have to, they're evicted. They know, so nature is beautiful. And it's part of the reason why I'm a pagan is because everywhere you look, there is source consciousness alive in the natural world. So every problem that we have, including the problem of parasites, the natural world is conspiring with us, rallying alongside us uh, to fix it. And so I did the turpentine cleanse. What I did was I took a teaspoon of the turpentine and I dropped it into a sugar cube. The sugar cube is the bait. So you swallow the sugar cube and all of the parasites in your body attack the sugar because they're like, yay, sustenance. Uh, gotcha, bitches. Um, it's, <laughs> it's full of the stuff that absolutely kills them. And so what they do, because they're all about self-preservation, they will find the nearest exit. So parasites, do, when you do a parasite cleanse, you need to spiritually, physically prepare yourself, emotionally, mentally prepare yourself for what the following days are going to be like, because I'm telling you the parasites, they are autonomous. They are programmed to self-preserve. They do not want to leave. They want to stick to you, stay inside of you because that's how they stay alive. Mm -hmm. So, and this is gross and it's, I know it's a little TMI, but my eyes itched, my ears itched, my skin, everything. They want to, they just claw their way out to get away from the turpentine. It's like a burning building. They will clamor to the exit, but it's very uncomfortable. And did I pass parasites? I did. Did I see them? I did. And did I, did I cry? Did I call my husband saying, oh my God, they're really there. I did. And you know, you would think it's just like what you think. I thought the same thing. I'm like, I can't, I couldn't imagine seeing them, but then you see them and you're like, thank God that's, that's not in my body anymore. So you're just filled with relief, but it's a very scary realization to know at any given time, we are completely full of parasites. And if we don't take care of it over time, the parasites win, you know, and I have this theory really quick because I, I believe that human beings, God works through human beings and bad energy works through human beings. Parasites work through human beings. If you choose God, you'll win. If you allow the parasite to overtake you, you then you are choosing the parasite. Then you'll be, so, you'll choose disease. I mean, the disease will you'll overtake choose you. Death. And we, I believe that the parasite, the concept of the, the life form that is a parasite, it by definition, by function, by its, its fundamental compound, it is a siphoner, it is death, it is theft, it is vampirism. It is the physical manifestation of dark consciousness energy on planet earth. And so when President Trump came on the scene and a lot of us were able to recognize that although this person was human and flawed and he had an ego, we saw past it and we saw God working through this man. And I felt that this, what they called TDS or Trump derangement syndrome was actually the parasites inside these hosts of millions of unsuspecting. Some of them were very suspecting and know exactly that what they are. And they just acquiesce because they're fallen, they're lost. Um, When Trump started talking about hydroxychloroquine, UV light parasites are, they cannot stand in the light of day. 
So blood therapy, passing the blood through uh, ultraviolet light is a way doing that in Europe. And they came out and said, wow, Trump was right again. It's like Trump was right again. So all of this Trump derangement syndrome, I actually think are the parasites becoming so irritated by the knowing of an existential threat. Because remember, parasites are programmed to detect existential threats because they're whole mo is to preserve 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 themselves preserve right for themselves yeah themselves you know so and it's all about so when all these people they can't even explain to you they don't even know why they hate trump they hear trump and they shudder that's the mind parasite that's the that's the mind virus um controlling the host and trying to just pull them away from the light i think when here's Here's the craziest part about that. Cause people might be like, oh my God, like parasites can't control your brain. Hold yeah. up. Okay. <laughs> because- In the paper that I posted, uh, and then I went through yesterday on my live, I talked about how, um, there's a page in there and it talks about a parasite that affects crickets. And you're like crickets, it affects the crickets because this particular parasite needs water to reproduce. Well, crickets don't jump in water because they drown naturally, like naturally they would not jump in water. And so this parasite embeds itself into the cricket's brain and mind mind controls it and forces a behavior that attracts it to light. And what is natural light like in, in nature, the moon, the moon. Um, and so that, the, uh, and also the sun shines off of water also. So they're attracted to water and the crickets jump in because the parasite is, is causing this, this mental behavior attraction and they drown. And then the parasite can reproduce and go find a new host. And that is in a scientific paper, a scientific study. So not saying that we're crickets. What I am saying is if parasites can get in and they're so smart that they can figure out how to live off of us without us even really knowing and feed off of us without us really knowing. What is there to say, or what is there not to say about them being able to get into your body, into your bloodstream, get into your brain? Parasites are actually known to cause schizophrenia. That's huge. There's studies on that too. Oh, and and it's going to continue to come out. So when people go through a parasite cleanse or like a sugar detox, you think it's because you want sugar. You think you've developed addictive behaviors to sugar. Mm -hmm. The parasites want the sugar. So when you're finally doing good, you're kicking a bad habit and you all of a sudden feel this, this, this impulse to self-sabotage and mess it all up and go back to the sugar, go back to the alcohol or go back to the self-destructive behavior you know, and yes, humans are flawed and we have to work on ourselves, but I believe that the presence, the influence, uh, the parasitic presence influence, influences people to consume sugar, to consume alcohol, to do, be degenerate. And I'll give you another example in nature. Anybody can go on National Geographic or Discovery Channel or go on YouTube right now and look up this, look up slug parasite. Okay. There is a parasite that specifically gets into this, this species of slug. And it forces the slug, uh, it has the, um, it can change the color of its skin. The slug itself has this function where it can change the color of its skin. The parasites gets into the slug and then gets into the slug's brain, overrides the slug's 
natural uh camouflage natural inherent camouflage and its need to preserve itself mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it starts flashing all of these different colors and light like all of the the bio functions it, like it it becomes very bright and it does that to signal to a bird to come eat it this parasite convinced a slug to kill itself a parasite can convince that is that is i'm not making that up you can go look that up if a parasite can convince this creature to override its sense of self-preservation, which is every living being's most primordial natural instinct is self-preservation. That is number one. Number one is self-preservation. Number two is reproduction. And that is exactly what we can expect from the parasite. And the parasites are forcing people to kill themselves. They're forcing people to be really weird and do really awful, strange things that goes against the, the natural human template which is about family, it's about community, it's about life. The parasite is a physical manifestation of death and dark consciousness on planet earth. And Trump knew it. And that's why he talks about hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, sunlight, the military at the height of the pandemic, military officers were coming forward and saying, everybody get a ton of sunlight, sunlight all day long. Everybody gets sunlight because parasites cannot stand in the light of day. It has a, it just, their their cellular structure, they can't stand up to it. And also frequencies. I think that that's the next step in all of this is to Mm -hmm. find the frequency that we can emit body that just kills them. We can do it. I know we can. There's, there's a amazing uh, data out there about certain sound frequencies. Um, And I I would think radio frequencies even that when set at a certain decibel, they have, first of all, I know this for a fact, there are certain sound frequencies that literally help people that have anxiety, depression, insomnia, like all of that. Um, And so I would think, I mean, I like that, that theory um, of yours, because that is something that could be used, you know, on a massive scale that could really help a lot of people detox from this without everyone having to do, you know, the whole, the whole cleanse thing. Yeah. And they're still going to have to do it because the parasites are in you, no matter what you have, they have to come out. And so, you know, when we talk about, you know, things getting so bad, you know, we're looking at everything and I don't think that, I mean, yes, things are getting bad, but I feel that this is a necessary type of exposure. I think Mm -hmm. that the exposure of the parasites, the exposure of where they have embedded themselves, it will explain so much to the people that are paying attention. And and when we're armed with this information, we have these tools, we can fight them. They're just worms. At the end of the day, can you believe it? At the crux, at the fall of civilization, it comes down to worms. Like, let's get them. Let's just burn them all up. Yeah. Well, think of what, think of what a worm symbolizes or looks like. It looks like a slithery serpent sort of little microorganism. Yeah. Dirty, unclean, Um, unclean, (laughs) unclean. Yes. Parasites are literally the most unclean organism. And so is Satan. So there you go. They're one in the same. One in the same. Well, this was awesome. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and yeah. And I mean, we, we went a little bit down the rabbit hole, but you know, 
I think people can hang for the most part. And a lot of the stuff that we talked about, I mean, I would say pretty much everything that we talked about, you could, you could look up. Um, I was, I think the most shocking thing about that document that I shared with you and that I shared with everyone yesterday is that I'm very skeptical now. So when I tell you that I had it pulled up on my computer and I would read a page and then I would go to the next tab and I would type in what word they were talking about or what disease or what organism or what, whatever it was, whatever the subject was, I would look it up. It checked out. It all checked out. Every single page checked out. I was in shock because some of it is really, really out there. Yeah. And some of it, like, I would love to talk about it. And I know I can't because I I know people are not, you can't, they're not ready. People are not not ready. You know, and I think that we're collectively. I think if we, I think if we don't shove it down their throat, I think if we like do doses, like, okay, get a parasite cleanse for your health, for your health. And then, and then see, well, spiritually, I feel better. Well, there's a reason for that. Let's talk about it now. You know, let's start with base one, because if you feel sick or you feel diseased, you feel drained, you feel depressed, you feel um, confused, you feel just not well it's very hard for your mind to be clear and focused. So the number one thing is let's get everyone detoxed and healthy. And then we can start sort of explaining uh, how these little creepy crawlers have been used by bad people. I think the creepy crawlies use the bad people. There are bad people that knew the parasite reality and used the parasite mm-hmm. reality to, for, because, I, and you'll, you'll hear me refer to the parasitic matrix infrastructure a lot. Mm-hmm. And that is their entire network, their grid. That well, they, they have. are parasitic in nature, like the cabal. I mean, think about it. They are. They're, exactly. they're, they like to take essence from children yeah. and they like to, to, to take, they are, they are, they feed on yeah. They feed on fear. They feed on blood. They feed on lots of things. Let's not get too far down the rabbit hole for people, but I mean, but that's where it's going. And I think your people, you know, they come to you, they listen to you because your angle, you're like, you're always tempered. You're always measured with it. You always know. I try to keep it as practical as possible and only talk about things that I can show people, you know, really show them. And there's mainstream articles out there yeah. about young blood and how they use young blood to stay young and immortal. Yeah. Like I'm not making anything up here. No. You just have to then, okay. The Epstein thing, pretty weird. The temple thing with the, with the, with the uh, cells and the, the, the cellars and weird tunnels underneath of it. And then all the bones that they found on that aisle. I mean, come on, like it, <laughs> People don't want to think of these things. That's really what it is. Yeah. It's not that they don't necessarily, like they can't make the connection and say, okay, this is possible. It's that they, they don't want to, because it shatters your reality. It shatters. You have put a, for, for a lot of people, um, you've put a safety bubble around yourself and it's this, it's this soft bubble. And yeah, sometimes something comes in and like, whoa, didn't know that was coming. And like, it goes mainstream and you have to kind of see it because it's mainstream. But for the most part, they've, they've cocooned themselves. They're in a cocoon and they're not ready. That's why I say like, I don't like to shove things and go like super extremist, like down the rabbit hole. 
with people with with then you lose them you'll lose them and you'll get too far you'll get too far um because you know there is such a thing as as just too far well to the point where you're making (laughs) you're making conspiracies and connections that even people like us were like "Eh." yeah like if you can back it up show me like real like things that definitely align with reason and common sense and critical thinking i'll i'll listen to anything but once you get into just like that's why i i say like the the anon community is an interesting bunch because some of them are very practical they're on point they they make connections where there are actual connections and then there's the the ones that float in the in the firmament and they're (laughs) just they're just too um they want so badly for the thing to be this way so they just they make it this way like this drop or this occurrence or this development jfk all that yeah and it's like yeah and it's like you know let's i i would never say yes 100 he's alive yes 100 he's dead because to be honest with you we don't know we We don't don't know. know so like i just say i don't know Right. Like, That's it's a, okay. I don't know. It's a completely acceptable answer. It totally is because is it out of the realm of possibility that, you know, someone faked their death? No, it's happened before. Like you can't yeah. say it's not possible because it's happened before in history. Um, and then can you say for sure that, you know, he's, uh, he's dead? No, because even no, people we don't know. We just even don't, people that we were, yeah, even that people that were there, like the, 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 what the pilots or the crew or whatever said this, something was weird. So it's like, you know, but do I think he's going to come <laughs> and like, I don't know. Do I think he's going to come and like, I don't know, run for president or something like, no, I don't necessarily think all of that crazy stuff. <laughs> like, let me just, let's just go day by, let's just take a day right, by day. Let's That's just all we take really have. One step at a time. Let's get everybody there their uh detox there yeah. let's get everybody on track let's, yeah i'm let's, gonna post let's... links I'll, i'm gonna post so jenny you send me the link for your your turpentine lady okay and uh doctor and i will post the link for that um supplement that i ordered at okay. in the description of this episode so that you guys can check it out if nothing else and you think that we're crazy you know conspiracy wenches or something um <laughs> just think about what i said about why we worm dogs and cats and other animals yeah. and we don't worm ourselves kind of weird and parasites cause a lot of disease you can look that up so if if nothing else you definitely want to get yourself detoxed yep do it thank you so much jenny thanks Gabby. thank you all for listening and i will catch you on the next episode of the sovereign voice